Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that is a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Joe tonight, and this is not split stage. You're not you're not going nuts here. This is actually the DDP Sorcerer's Runaround Table. And um, guys, it's it's almost time for the 2024 Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, the granddaddy of them all, the granddaddy of all the run Disney races. So tonight, I am joined by our Sorcerer's Runaround table and team. Uh, first, I'm going to introduce uh, my brother to the north, my favorite Canadian, Mr. Kyle. Kyle, how are you tonight, brother? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Hey, man. Are you ready for uh, this weekend? Ready to head down south to the U.S. here and uh, run in some warmer weather here in Florida? Oh, I'm ready for some some sunshine and some warmer weather. Not that like it has been warm up here, but it's not Florida warm. There's just something different about the heat and humidity down there. All right. Well, it's uh, it's actually pretty good running weather right now. We got a little bit as you guys are getting like your super cold fronts right now. It's actually been pretty nice down here. A little rainy, but it's uh, the weather looks really good for this weekend coming up. So hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we'll still uh, have a great uh, weather for uh, Marathon Weekend this week. Uh, my next guest tonight is uh, a man who was born in New York, raised in Wisconsin, is now living in my home state or my former home state. Anker, what's going on, brother? How are you tonight? Good. It's uh, it's not too bad here in terms of weather, but you guys know me. I hate the cold. I've been training for this entire marathon weekend on a treadmill, so I am very excited to be running in some warmer weather. Yeah, and uh, Ankara, I was telling the guys before we all signed on about how I was listening to the last episode of the Runaround Table. You guys got me through my ten mile, my final 10-miler uh, coming up to the show, and that you're really happy you're not doing dopey this year. Uh, so how does that feel? <laughs> Are you actually more relieved that you're only going to be worrying about the 5K and the half? I don't know about relieved. I mean, Dopey was a lot of fun. I didn't run it super fast, so it wasn't terrible on my legs. I think I'm just more excited to have fun doing other things, but I'm a little behind. I have to do my 10 miler tomorrow and that'll be my last long run before for marathon weekend. All right. Well, I, listen, somebody did Dopey before. It was fun. A great experience. Some people love it every morning. <laughs> it's nice just to run that half marathon and be like, yeah, I'm good. That's it, man. I'm, I'm done. Don't worry about tomorrow. So uh, but we're looking forward to seeing you guys uh, down in Central Florida. Mr. Matt Zurich out in Las Vegas. What's up, brother? How are you today? Doing awesome. Uh, I have three pages of Saratoga notes, trips and trips, tricks and tips. So I uh, thought this was split stays. So I'm just kidding. So I'm, uh, always, no, I'm excited. I'm always uh, willing to answer questions about my favorite resort, which I will be there in only a handful of days. No, I know. That's probably the most exciting part of the weekend. But I'm excited, man. We crossed the 10,000. Uh, dollar threshold for base camp. I think as of today with a, a check I have in hand, which is a huge accomplishment for us. And I'm just excited to be down there in a couple of days with everybody. Really. That's what I'm looking forward to. 
Yeah, you guys have really, I mean, Justin and the team here, you guys have really taken a, 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 like a lead on just raising money for this amazing cause, this great charity down here in Central Florida. So that is awesome to hear, and I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if Justin, at the time of the show when it's being released, if he's put out when the meetup is going to be for like Basecamp, or like I guess when he's going to announce the total, but I guess if it hasn't come out, I guess it'll be coming out real soon. So, uh, but keep an eye out for that uh, DDP family. And last, but certainly not least, my brother up in Rhode Island, Mr. John Castano, Phil Collins' biggest fan. Uh, How are you tonight, brother? Uh, I, w- I was good until you brought that up. But uh, <laughs> today, was my, today was my last day of work. I have the next 11 days off. So I am very excited. I am like, what have I got? Four days till I fly out. So I am looking forward to getting down to Florida. Hey, John, did we meet two years ago? Was that the first time we met in the corrals? Yes. Two years ago. I can't, I can't was, believe yep, my, Yeah, my first dopey. Yep. Yeah. I can't believe that was two years ago. And look at us now. We're like hosting a show together, yes. uh, raising money for a great cause. It's amazing how things have come uh, full circle. That was, a, that was a fun year. It was a good race. It was the yeah. last really good race that I ran down there. Last year was a little bit of a disaster for myself. But uh, glad to have you on the show tonight. Glad to see you down in Central Florida before you know it, down for Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. My favorite run Disney uh, event of the year. Uh, to me, I always call Marathon Weekend like a homecoming, right? Uh, you'll see friends from all different kinds of other podcasts and groups, and everybody's down there for, you know, escaping the cold and getting down to Central Florida. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, for everybody, you know, we're down to the home stretch. It's the final week uh, at the time of recording, right before we all head down south. And we just wanted to kind of like wrap up, like, uh, you know, we were kind of, t- you guys were, you know, this is the first time I've been on the show. You guys been talking about like the maps, lot, the last show about the different course maps and what you guys are ex- to expect and training tips. Um, but con- today was kind of like, you know, almost like a little bit of a wrap up, right? Right before the weekend, maybe some final tips and tricks, uh, personal experiences that we may have. And we kind of put it out to our DDP family if they had any kind of last minute questions for our panel here uh, before we all head down to uh, marathon weekend. So um, I have a few um few things I wanted to talk about before. And um, it's kind of like, you know, like, like John said, everybody's going to be getting ready to travel down to the race. And um, do you guys have any tips um, or stories or any kind of experiences to share with our DDP family if they're, if they've never traveled for a, a uh, run Disney race or any kind of like marathon experience before about traveling with your running gear? Do you guys have any kind of tips or tricks about traveling with your, your gear? You know, essentially you're going down there for a marathon or a half marathon. I always calls it. I always call this a business trip. And John, I know you kind of referenced it the last ep- the last episode, uh, but it's kind of like it's not just a vacation; it's a business trip. So, do you have any kind of tips or tricks, guys, for our DDB family about traveling? Uh, you know, either by aircraft or car for any kind of like road running race. If you're flying, carry all of your running stuff on with you. Do not put it under the plane because if your clothes get lost, that's one thing. You can just go to a Walmart or a Target or wherever and grab some stuff. You want all of your running stuff with you at all times. I, I will never make that mistake of putting it under the plane. I got they forced me last year because I was in like the back of the line on the Delta flight, so they didn't have enough room. So I was very. I had a air tag in there, so I was watching that thing. When I got it before we left, when I we landed to make sure it was with with me, so it worked out. But carry all of your running stuff on. Yeah. So to John's point. Um, if it's a carry-on, it's still not safe. To your point, they could walk up and be like, nope, you got to check that carry-on, even though it's a carry-on. So make sure it's in your personal item, your backpack, purse, whatever it is that you're carrying, make sure it's physically attached to you. Don't make, don't let it go anywhere. Yeah, definitely. For me, it's just, yeah, for me, real, real quick, it's just 
I bring extras of things I know I can't duplicate down there. So this is going to sound funny, but John, I think you know this from last year. I'll carry a little bag with me up to the start of these races. Yep. I have little things in it because I have this like really probably not just fear. Like I'm going to snap my shoelaces when I go to tie them and then I'm just going to be screwed. And I know that's over the top, but I'll bring an extra pair of shorts that I run in. I'll bring an extra singlet, an extra pair of socks, just anything that I don't have to worry about uh, prior to the race. They nailed it with that carry on in the backpack. That's the number one thing. And then for me, I always just bring um, the same nutrition. I'm going to bring all my nutrition and the carry on as well. Cause that, that stuff sometimes is also hard to duplicate. And Ocker, you, you, ran, so you ran, you ran dopey last year. So you had four days of stuff. So what are your tips? Yeah. So everything's kind of along the same lines. You know, I'm, I'm doing two races this year. I bring two pairs of shoes, one for each race. I bring two pairs of running shirts that I've run in before, not something I've done new. I'm always shocked when I see people running the races in the shirts you get for the race. I think that's a bad idea. Um, even though I disagree with, I forget if it's Justin or Katie, but I don't wash the shirts when I get them. I just wear them when, you know, when I get them, but you should run in something you've run in before. If you're running multiple races, bring at least one pair of shoes for each race. The worst thing is going into a race, getting soaked. I think Matt and I did a, I think it was a springtime surprise where it was raining so hard the morning of. And I mean, my shoes were totaled the next day, but I happened to have an extra pair so bring extra pairs of shoes, extra pairs of shirts, and everything you bring. Make sure you've used it at some point so you know it'll work for you. And you guys really took the uh, the words out of my mouth. You're saying bring it as a carry-on. What I also do as well is when I'm traveling for races, if I've you know, flown to Chicago or Detroit or down to Disney, is I actually use a lot of packing cubes. And I can put all of my running stuff in a separate packing cube, keep it all together. The extra pairs of shorts, the extra singlets, the extra T-shirts, my throwaway clothes. You guys discussed that on the last episode to you know go to the Goodwill, like John said, and find an old sweatshirt or sweatpants, have multiple pairs. Please, guys, remember, even though it is Central Florida, it's in the 30s and 40s sometimes in the in the morning, and it's it, it just doesn't it it's just, I just can't believe every year I see people on the bus and they're just wearing their shorts and t shirt and they are freezing and I just don't understand. Look at the <laughs> look at the weather, prepare, but have those throwaway clothes as well put separately. Uh, Matt, you also said it as well, and this is one of the things later on my list about is you bring everything with you. And what I mean by that is, and this is actually one of our questions we're going to answer a little bit later is, but I never rely on the Walt Disney World Resort or Run Disney to provide me anything during a race weekend. If there are certain types of fuel that you need during a race, I see questions all the time on these Run Disney boards. I'm sure you guys see them too. What kind of fuel do they have on the, on the course? Maybe you need it for an emergency. I always bring my own fuel. Uh, I, I will bring a bagel or two in the morning because I like to eat a small bagel in the morning before I go. I'm not worried about going to a food court to try to find it. Anything like there's a special kind of drinks you guys want to, you know, you're training with protein powder, whatever you guys use, bring it with you. Do not rely on Disney or anything down in while you're in the bubble uh, because that's, you don't want to get out of your, uh, your routine. Do you guys also bring some of that stuff with you as well? Yeah. Again, in my backpack that, uh, John makes fun of me. The uh, the little baggie I bring. It's I'll bring my bagel. I'll bring a banana because I don't know how I'm going to feel that morning. And to your point, I'm always layered up. I don't. I think the uh, the singlet and short shorts that Kyle will have on is the Disney Walk of Shame when you don't have anything <laughs> on, just all bundled up walking there. But yeah, just like I said, if if you're worried about it, just bring it. 
<laughs> if you don't need it, just bring it. Uh, that's whatever, you know, your level of anxiety is with these things. Some is higher than others. And I think you can clearly tell where mine is with this stuff. Yeah. Well, we, well, we also learn it being a mail carrier when, if you're in like a cold area, you can always take layers off. Where's my, you can always take them off. You can't put it on if you don't have it. So yeah. Cause you're just like you said, you, you're getting on that bus and you're going to be standing there for a few hours. It's going to be fine once you start running in a tank top and shorts, but just bring warm clothes. Yes. You don't want to be that person because then you're actually, and John, I believe you said this as well in the last episode, um, you're exerting energy before you even started running by shivering or trying to yeah. hide somewhere. And like, it's just, it's not a good idea at all. Um, now I want to transition to something that's just what, something that I do all the time. I know this from experience because I have forgotten something before, but we, we talked about traveling to the resort. You've gotten to Walt Disney World, you checked into your hotel, you get your room. The first thing that I do is I lay out all of my, and remember this is a business trip, this is the way I treat it. I lay out all of my running clothes on a bed or a dresser somewhere on the floor to make sure I didn't forget everything. Uh, do you guys do this as well? I mean, I lay out the shorts, I lay out my exact outfit, how it's gonna be. I make sure I have, if I'm running with earbuds or an iPod, I have my Garmin watch, I charge it all up, I lay out everything. And I essentially create my flat Joey. Um, do you guys do that as well, where you kind of like unpack immediately to make sure that you haven't forgotten everything? Yeah, I literally look at Shannon and I go, all right, it's flat Kyle time. Yep. Lay everything out, starting with shoes, socks, if you wear compression sleeves or compression socks, shorts, tank, if you're bringing your phone with you, phone holder, whatever, hat, like you literally lay it all out flat to make sure you got everything there, throw your nutrition beside it to make sure you're covered for whatever you're going to need, you know, count every 45 minutes, I'm going to need this next 45 minutes, I'll need this. Make sure it's all there because race morning, you don't want to be scrambling. So Matt or Ankur, do you want to explain what the flat person is? Do you guys uh, do you guys do that as well? Yeah, I, I do it. But Joe, at first I thought you were going to say you get there like a business trip. You iron all your uh, all your running clothes. You set them down on the on the ironing board and iron them. Like well, that wouldn't be well, Matt, a business trip. Listen, Matt, that w- listen, <laughs> my father and mother were in a dry cleaning business for 35 years. So listen, I always had the nicest okay. looking clothes so that I wouldn't be there out of go. the realm. So I'm just saying <laughs> it would be great. It's like, dang, dang, Joe Singlet looks so nice. But yeah, so essentially what, what they're talking pleats. about. Yeah. What we pleated pants to run in. That would be something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> running penny loafers um, is basically just taking all your gear out, laying it flat on the bed or the ground as you would with your singlet or your top, then your shorts, then your socks, then your shoes, almost like a, like a silhouette of what you would look like just to visualize and to make sure everything's there. I also take that time typically to leave it off and then put my bib on it. The losing or forgetting my bib is always the thing that I'll triple check. It's on me because I don't want to be the person that gets on the bus, gets there. And now I have to go back, grab my, grab my bib and and do all that. So, but to your point, it's air, it's AirPods, AirPods, whatever you're, whatever you have, your, uh, your energy, your food for the morning, just as you progress, it actually turns into like a 15 or 20 minute thing for me to just visualize and say, okay, do I have everything? Okay. What am I going to do? And then in turn, that's going to save you a lot of time in the morning when you inevitably wake up at one thirty or 2am that you don't have to scramble for anything. It's all done to Anker, Do you do anything else different in the morning? I know for last year when we ran dopey, to set up four different things was 
was a lot. And to have to do that every night, I'm excited to have to do it one night. But for someone that has to do it two nights like you, is it? do you have anything else that? I did all of them right when I got there, all four outfits, especially because uh, with me doing the dopey, uh, my wife wasn't. I had to get dressed in the dark half the time. So I think putting everything out is useful if you are using your phone light or, you know, not a lot of light to get everything. Uh, the the earbud, earbuds and the watch, I think, are critical because you're going to put it on a charger and sometimes you won't put it with your silhouette and it's very easy to forget them. I've done that for a race. I did that for the 10 miler in Charlottesville where I just forgot to take my earbuds with me. And I've definitely forgotten my watch a couple of times. So um, if you can get charged them before you travel and then put them on your outfits, I think that's ideal. If you need to charge them when you first get to your hotel room, then maybe do your silhouette a little bit later. But include those in there too. Don't think, oh, I'm going to put that on the charger and I'll remember to pick it up because it's very easy to pick up one thing from the charger, like pick up your phone or pick up your watch and forget something else. So try and get everything on your silhouette before you go to bed so that it's ready to go and you don't forget something. John, you got anything to add? Um, I usually, well, we stay at Pop, so I usually use the the Murphy bed, and the, but I use the tail part and I just kind of, I pile everything up. And I event, I, I, like I'll lay it out the night before, but I make sure everything's in piles. And what I usually do, so I don't forget my watches. I use a different watch band when I run, so I will put that watch band with there, so I will kind of remember to change it. Um, yeah, I I usually take a, like a banana before, so I will put a banana. I just every yeah, but I'm more of a pile person, at least for the initial when I get there. Everything's in the piles. That's a good idea. That's a good idea with the separately. watch band, especially also with the Murphy bed, utilizing all the space that. They give you in the yeah. room, you know. Yeah, that's why. That's why I, we leave the kids at home because I need the I need the second bed for my stuff. Look, I'll say this: uh, I may or may not have seen somebody forget their bib for the New York City Marathon once. It wasn't me, yeah. but it was somebody. I that, always so like in races. Decided. I'll put. I always put the bib on my shorts before I put them on because it, it ends up being all. I, so at least it stays flat, and I don't like rip it or anything. Yeah, I always make sure that's on there before. Yeah, so uh, it, it it could be a lot worse, you know. Or I'll grab the wrong one because dopey. You got to use two separate ones, so it's. The one thing that's, I'm sorry, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, I was going to say about the bib, um, that is literally your lifeline when you get to the start line. And it will honestly say on the back, do not fold, don't bend, don't roll. There's a little strip that when you go across different markers, it actually registers you going across it. And that's how people track you. That's how they get your time. That's how you get your pictures. So if that thing is wrinkled or crinkled at all, and it doesn't, hit the mark when you get there you're gonna be unfortunately either disqualified or out of the race so just make sure that thing is flat it's in pristine condition and it's on you yeah especially if you want to do another run disney race or another race where you have to submit proof of time um if you can't if it hasn't registered officially with the the race course you know timers then you your garmin may say oh you ran in 155 or 145 but it, you're, you didn't register on the bib, so it's not working. So the one thing I want to add about that is when I was doing my 10-mile run, you guys were talking about Mylar blankets. Um, if you guys do purchase a Mylar blanket or have one from a previous race and you're using it before the race starts, please do not run across the starting line with it because it will not register uh, your bib, and you will screw up everybody else around you. So ditch your Mylar blankets before you get close to the starting line or any timing mat. So um just kind of that, you know, a little, little tip out there. The one thing I'll say is about with laying out your your flat joey, your flat collar, your flat mat is um, post it on social media. 
Because I know for myself, right, when I'm going to run the half marathon with you guys, I want to see what everybody's going to look like. So, I mean, we may be wearing some throwaway clothes, but it also shows your teammates, your friends, uh, spectator friends that may be looking out for you, actually what you're going to be wearing that day. So it definitely helps in the social media, kind of like social aspect. When you arrive at the at the, uh, the, the, the the gathering spot, you know, the corrals ahead of time or the uh, the fan interaction area, like, you know, what everybody is wearing as well. So that, that is kind of like a, a, you know, a big tip as well. Um, the one thing also I wanted to bring up, and Anker was talking about, you know, earbuds and stuff like that is in my opinion, um, I've run some pretty big races. I know you guys have as well, but I don't stream music while on the race course. So make sure all of your music is downloaded to your mm-hmm. phone because especially it doesn't matter if you run in New York city, Chicago, Walt Disney world, everybody's going to be on those cell towers. Everybody's going to be streaming stuff, trying to video do what at FaceTime. And the last thing you want is for your, music to uh to you know to not work uh, i may or may not my second walt disney world marathon i may have not charged up my ipod my ipod little shuffle on uh, about mile 16 uh it went dead so i ran the last 10 miles with no music it kind of kind of stunk so uh, but make sure all your music is downloaded uh, do you guys kind of have like your playlists some people like will not run with music at all they like to like hear everything that's going around them they like to hear the disney music some people have podcasts they run to some people listen to specific uh i know people that run to disney tracks um which i think is i love disney music but i don't know if i could run to the epcot center you know entrance music but uh what do you guys do for like your soundtracks so what do you guys run to during a race weekend. So for me, uh, I'll leave my earbuds in typically for most of the time. Uh, I'm just so used to running with them in that it kind of feels awkward if they're not in, but I section through different parts of the marathon or the half marathon at when I want to listen to music, typically over some of those really long highway stretches where there's not a ton going on. If you just want to focus, uh, I like last year, for example, during the marathon, I thought I was going to listen to music the whole time, but you know, Craig, I ran with Craig and him and I talked for the first 18 miles. We were just talking and running and I didn't even put my headphones in that he did Everest. And then I put my headphones in and to your point, Joe, I just couldn't get him to sync. There was a Bluetooth issue with my watch to headphones. And I was like, I can't even deal with this right now. So I just put them back in my pocket. Um, but I try to enjoy the sounds and sights of the parks and and especially through some of the cheering sections i try to hear that especially main street first um maybe listening to to some early 2000 or 90s rap music uh running down main street just uh <laughs> taking the uh, ambiance and the noise instead yeah i think the parks for sure I, I i have a set playlist i always use for long run so i time myself kind of with my music i always use the same order i know the songs that are in so i kind of have an idea of where I am, how long I've been running based on what song comes on, but I'll pause it. You know, I usually run with my wife or with somebody that I know. So I'll pause it if we're talking or I definitely pause it. If a movie screen is coming up, you know, just to hear what's coming on the movie screen. If I see there's music around, I usually use the, um, when I'm running races, I use uh, something similar to shocks so I can hear the ambient noise. So I, I turn them off. So I know I'll hear something's coming and I'll turn them off when I'm actually coming up close. But um, I do, like to use it just because it, it kind of paces me. I know where I am in a race based on what song is coming on on my soundtrack. I uh, might be the odd man out here, John. I don't know what you do, but I go au naturel, silent, no music, no podcast, no nothing, just me, my thoughts. And honestly, like probably five or 
six minutes into my run, the cadence of my feet and the speed of my feet, usually a song pops into my head. And there's usually either a line of a song or three or four words of a song that just repeats over and over and over to a lot of people that may sound like you just want to end it right there. But for me, it honestly helps to keep me on pace. It helps to keep me consistent with what I feel like I should be doing based on how I'm feeling and and that kind of stuff. And it kind of does lend the opportunity to just notice what's going on around you, take in what's happening, especially when you enter the parks, the cheering, the music, just things that you don't get to see any other time other than this point in, in race weekend, you do get to just experience all the different sounds and, and, visuals and all that that's going on so uh if anything if you do have something that's easily possible pause your playlist when you get into the parks that way you can take all that in and use it as almost like a crutch when you need it when you need to start kind of zoning in and and forgetting about what you're doing have your music there to kind of take your mind away from what you're doing and don't don't overuse it at that point in the parks especially Johnny, so yeah. I have a question. Oh, I just have a quick question here, Joe. I have a question here. So Kyle, you run with no no headphones on. Anker, you run with the same playlist every time from top to bottom. I shuffle my music every time. Maybe I'm in the minority no. here. Joe, I shuffle. What do you yeah. you shuffle? Okay. Yeah. John, do you shuffle if you listen to music or do you just go with the same playlist? It's kind of like the people that slide their shoes on and don't tie them every time. I'm astonished <laughs> by that. So I just want to know if people if if it's encore or are you shuffling? I listen mostly, most of the time, and I'd say 90% of the time I listen to podcasts. If I do listen to music, it'll, it's a, it's shuffle. I don't have a set playlist, okay. but most Phil of the Collins time. Collins radio. Yeah. Oh, shuffle. Okay. Yeah, okay so I, I gotta ask. So John, what is, what is on the, what is on the list for your, for your marathon weekend? Like what podcast are we listening to? I like to listen to like a lot of comedy podcasts. Um, like I'll listen to like Bill Burr or um well, so I listen to I listen to like I don't know, like Bad Friends, uh Chris Stefano I listen to. I listen to uh, like Sal Volcano from um Impractical Jokers. He does a couple podcasts, I listen to them, and then I listen to um Tell him Steve Dave. I don't know if anybody knows what any of these are. Uh and then I, I also do like See, DDP, DDP works out nice, especially lately. You guys have been doing like two hour podcasts. So it's like perfect yeah, it's, for like a like a half, like a half marathon type thing. So usually they're on the half. I'll listen to whatever. Uh, I usually listen to DDP on like my half days. But yeah, it's usually a lot of comedy things. So I can kind of get my mind out of running and like have, a, you know, if they're discussing things you can have a conversation with back at them or you can just laugh at things so it's, i kind of try to get my mind off of not that i don't like running but like get my mind off of the repetitive and, and just the like the, the long miles i have a funny yeah. story about repetitive like shorter runs i'll listen to music like a 5k i'll probably listen to like 90s alternative stuff like well, I, I, got, I was I, in middle school i got a funny story about repetitive you just just kind of reminded me so Last year, after I left my brother, because um, I was about to get swept, um, <laughs> I, I I run with like a little like belt, and it's like it's a very thin belt. I throw my phone into one side, and I throw like my my fuel in the other side. And I went, I I download YouTube music, and I, it's stored on my phone. 
I got to like two or three songs and it got on a, a list, a playlist I didn't like. So I went and I switched it over and it's almost sweaty. Everything's slipping, whatever. Right. So I, I switched it over and I changed the track and I must've hit repeat and it was still playing over and over the same track. And then like, I almost dropped my phone, like trying to change it up. I said, <laughs> The heck with it. I said, I listened to the same song for like 35 minutes. It was a good song, but I just, I almost dropped the phone. It was, it was all slimy. I was just sweaty. I just said, the heck with it. So I listened to like the same track for like 35 minutes to finish out the race. But at least it was a song I liked, but I was just like, I'm not messing with this. I almost broke my phone. I'm like, whatever. So, um, yeah, just watch the, the repeat button, you know, <laughs> but, um, all right. So everybody's got a little bit of something different. They listen. So find what works for you guys out there. I mean, hopefully it's something like we always say this when you're running races, it's the, it's the culmination of your training. So you're supposed to not really be doing anything different than you normally would be doing. So if you're listening to podcasts like John's doing, you know, or a comedy, then that's what you should be training to. Same thing with, you know, for the rest of us who listen to music or, you know, have a certain playlist. So hopefully everybody's kind of gotten into the rhythm, what they like to, to run to, uh, and it works out well for you. Um, a couple of things, um, Justin wanted us to touch on this a little bit, you know, what to expect on race day. Um, so we, I think we have a lot of new runners out there. Maybe haven't done a run Disney race before. Um, what are your guys' experiences on what to expect on race day? You know, everything from the bus waits at the resorts, getting on the buses in the morning. Um, you know, th- what time you think you guys should get on the buses at the resorts to security, throwaway clothes, staying off your feet. Some of the topics I'm going to throw out there. So I'm going to start with, uh, I'm gonna start with John, John, um, the bus waits at the resorts. Um, what is your opinion about how early one should get there um to the location if you're staying at a walt disney world resort um well my i have my alarms go off at 2 two fifteen and 2 30 so i give myself you know three chances to get up usually i can get dressed and whatever 15 20 minutes so i would say personally i i i don't want to i i'm not like a first bus person i'm maybe like three o'clock three ten ish i get on the bus i probably wouldn't get on the bus after three thirty. but uh as far as like i always stay at pop and i've never had a problem with buses i get there if i got there early or a little later there's usually 10 buses just waiting so i've never i've never had a bad experience on getting lost or waiting more than two minutes to get on the bus you'd wait a little bit too and as soon as the bus is full they just send you so i i would if you're like if you're if it's your first time running you for i would probably lean towards the getting on the first bus just to ease any nervousness you have about getting there and getting through and getting to the, the start and all that stuff i would i would just the earlier you can get up the uh the better at least for a first time. I mean, as I've done it for years, I can kind of gauge when I feel comfortable getting on the bus. But as a first time runner, I would I, I would lean more towards the 230, 245 bus. Yeah, so my first just general comment about this is just be patient, be kind, and just be understanding. There's a lot of people stressed out, a lot of people new to it. It's really early in the morning. Not a lot of people have had their caffeine, their coffee. It's just, everyone's kind of running at like this. Everyone's really excited, but they're kind of tired. They're still waking up. So um, especially with the new corrals this year, it's going to be new to a lot of people. 
we're not making that what three quarter mile walk out anymore. So I would just say, be patient for me and my body. I need to be up an hour before I leave just to eat something, to use the bathroom, to make sure I'm awake. Uh, I've started to, maybe this is crazy, uh, shower before. So I'll wake up and shower real quick just to kind of. Not alone, brother. <laughs> yeah. it's And my wife's like, what, why are you showering? I'm like, it just helps me get up. Freshen up, man. Me get up. It helps me wake up. Um, so I'll do that. And then I like to, I'll wake up at 1.30 on the marathon day to try to leave by about 2.30. So I try to be on the second bus typically. Uh, I think the buses, John, do they, do you guys, do they start at 2.15 this year? 2 or 2.15? 2.15. 2 2.15, okay. And we have corrals at 3.15 now. Now, if you're in the A or B corral, it's not typically that necessary to be there and go right into the corral mm-hmm. because there's a lot more space to operate in A and B than C and beyond. If you are nervous to John's point and you get there early and you worry about getting swept or your pace and you want to get in early into the corral or take photos with the characters, uh, just get there early. You you don't have to go in, but I think it's really personal preference on that and knowing, knowing your body. Yeah. I don't get up as early as you do Matt, but I, I'm a first bus it, even though I've been doing it for years now, I think this is my fifth year doing races. I may usually first bus, occasionally second bus if I just if we don't get there in time. But we'll get up at about two o five, maybe two, throw our clothes on, and we'll be down by about two ten or two fifteen. Um, eating a bagel on the way, you know, we bring our bagels, we bring cream cheese with it. I think my wife does peanut butter with hers, and we like to be there first, just so. We get there early and we like to do the pictures, honestly, because when the race is over, a lot of the characters in the beginning are the same ones that'll be at the end of the race. But by the end of the race, we usually like, unless, I mean, the 5K, you know, whatever, fine. But like for the half or the full, we're usually tired enough and sweaty enough that we just like to peace out after about five or 10 minutes after the race is over. We don't stay for too long, just enough to kind of stretch, get cool. So we like, I, I think I took a picture of every character last year, Dopey, before all the races started. So I like to get there get as many pictures as I can. It's a good opportunity to scope out a place, meet with other people, find a place that you can say is going to be the DDP meetup, come here, meet here. We'll, we'll, we set up a WhatsApp group, so we'll text everybody and say, oh, we have a table here, or we have a spot here. So um, so I like to be the first or second bus just to be on the safe side, and then it gives me more opportunity to do other things when I get there. And real quick, how fun was that last year? To me, right. it was – I so doing Dopey, I started to look forward to it because – I was actually getting to like hang out with you guys for like, we hung out for like 40 minutes every morning. It felt like mm-hmm. it just, Donnie was typically Donnie, there somehow yeah. before they even <laughs> opened up was that he got like a great table every time. It was like, I'm at this table, took a picture, sent it to the group. And uh, it really alleviate my anxiety mm-hmm. and my, any stress I had about it, but just, you know, getting to hang out with you guys before was such a, um, cause it can feel like a really isolating thing to run by yourself in a big group yep. of people. You see all these other people hanging out and having a good time and you're like, okay, I'm here by myself. I wish I could hang out with some, some other people. So that's what I'm looking forward to again. Uh, waking up at one 30 in the morning for, for the marathon this year. What about you, Kyle? I would say when you're checking in, uh, ask at the front desk, what time the buses start leaving from your exact hotel. Um, if there's any special instructions that they should, you should be aware of that they can give you that way, you know, there's nothing new. There's no surprises. 
even before you start getting into your pre-race ritual. Um, the morning of, tend to wake up at two, uh, between some oatmeal in the, uh, in the room, and then we bring a bagel and peanut butter on the go. I can usually eat within an hour to 45 minutes of, of running a race. So I usually try and, you know, keep the calories as high as possible so that when you actually do get into the corral, you're standing around by the time you start, you're not at a complete deficit at that point. I also like to go a little bit early just to make sure the porter potties are as clean as they can possibly pee as well, that too, but <laughs> as clean as they can possibly be so that, you know, if you do need to make a last minute stop, you're not rushing and frazzled and stressed. You can do your business. You don't have to worry about rushing. You know, you walk into a nice clean porta potty. It just sets a mood for the day. Yeah, and just a we have a lot of experience on this panel. You know, Ankur's done these races. I have, you know, John has, you know, Matt, everybody has here. Matt has. And I will say this um, I tend to leave early as well because um, remember, unless you're waking up at two o'clock in the morning all the time to train, your body's going to be a little confused, right? And a porta potty or a bathroom is a runner's best friend before a race. And um, I agree. I say the one thing Run Disney does well is they clean the porta potties or they have a company comes in and cleans them every night. So they are spotless every day so if it's half marathon day they've already been clean how many times every time that there is a an event and i will say this you will get off of the buses and you will walk through the little maze you'll go through security regular disney security the little like metal detector things whatever they have um but everybody will like run to like the entrance area bathrooms keep walking mm -hmm. because there is a army of porta potties and just go find one all the way at the end just go yep. one that's way out of the way you could sit there have your phone with you it's going to be dark Put your nightlight on and sit there and relax and do your business. And it may seem kind of weird we're talking about this, but this is the life of a runner. You need to take care of yourself before your race. And if you get there a little bit early, you're not rushing, you're not stressed. If there's a meetup at like 4.30 or 4 o'clock, you're, you're taking care of whatever time it is. You're going to take care of your business. So you don't want to rush. It's always good to get there early and take care of business. That's what I always do. Um, I'm up usually like three hours before a race even starts. I'm like taking care of what I got to do. So, uh, but I want to talk about that with security and find the porta potties. You guys, you know, I read my mind with that. It's definitely, uh, uh, good to get there early. Um, the one thing I want to say as well is, um, this is hard to do during a run Disney weekend and especially during, um, the morning of the race, because you're going to meet up with friends. Like Anker said, you're going to be in line for characters, but even if you're in line with characters, stay off your feet, sit down on the ground, Get get off the get off those feet. You know, sit in your butt, sitting in style, whatever you got to do. Um, even if you're in line for characters, even when you're in the corrals, bring an extra garbage bag with you, put it on the ground, whatever you want to do. But stay off your feet as much as possible because you will be standing there, and especially if you're in a later corral, you, you'll be standing for a good hour before you even start. So, guys, tips on like, or what do you guys think about staying off your feet uh, and your experiences with that during Run Disney weekends? So I'm going to say you're like two nights before that's the most important night to get a good night's sleep because you're going to be relaxed. You're not going to be stressed. You're not going to be worrying about sleeping through your alarms. So two nights before, make sure you get a really good sleep because the night before it's going to be restless. You're going to be worrying about your alarm clock and what if I, what if I, so as long as you're laying flat off your feet, if you put a pillow under your feet so that they're up even higher, like do whatever you got to do but just make sure you're off your feet for at least eight hours, I would say, before you get up. Whatever sleep you get, it is what it is. But if you got a good sleep two nights before, you will be rested enough 
that you'll be able to push through the day. And again, your, your legs and your feet are your lifeline at this point. So treat them right. You guys ever seen those uh, shorts that turn into legs? I actually thought about getting a pair of those because I think it'd be hilarious where like you strap it around and you lean back and the chair comes down. Oh, but yes, I'll yes, break, yes. Yeah, you know yes, what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but I saw somebody in the park with them in line one time and I thought it was the most hilarious thing ever. But uh, I'll bring an extra, like I'll over, I'll wear an extra sweatshirt and an extra throwaway sweatshirt. Joe, to your point, and I'll use it as kind of like a cushion when I sit down. So sure. I'm not sitting on the pavement because you, especially I would say in D and beyond. So A, B, and C, you're kind of close enough to the start where you're kind of always going to be moving. But in those later corrals, you're going to hear the fireworks. You're going to hear the three, two, one, go. It seems like 30 times and you feel like you get up, you start shifting and shifting. Next thing you know, it's been an hour I think last year right didn't we run past the start line and it was mm -hmm. there were still two corrals that hadn't started yet at one point i'm like oh it's been almost an hour already so i think when you just think about it you got to know your body stay off your feet just relax just you'll get it'll it it'll get to the start line before you know it but it feels like it's sooner than it is i think when you're starting later in the race yeah, I don't, I don't sit on the ground very much. I mean, I sort of use that time to stretch. I mean, I probably should stay off my feet a little bit more, but I'm not that good about stretching as I, as it is. So I use that fact that I'm standing to just, I just keep stretching the whole time I'm there. I warm up my ankles, keep, you know, do ankle rolls, go up and down on them, work out my knees, do circles with those, work the hips, work the shoulders. I just, you do like an hour long stretch in that time do knee bends if I need to, just get everything warmed up, just get as warm as possible and moving everything as possible just to make sure there's no chance of injury. So that yeah. would be the worst thing in the world to get injured in the middle of the race. You're not doing the Russian dance like Justin's going to be doing? No, I don't do that one. He's going to pull something. <laughs> yeah. I do, have a, I do have a question, though. Are you guys going to change anything not having that three-quarter? And I know, Joe, you've made that walk so many times. Yep. But that three-quarter mile walk, I kind of liked it as a warm up to kind of get my legs warmed up a little bit. You could trot a little bit. There were more bathrooms. It just felt like a different staging area. Now that we're in the same area, um, are you guys going to do anything different? Or are you going to warm up a little bit being in A or B corral where there is a little more room? I mean, I, I know I used to kind of do a small jog on that back access road, but behind test track kind of heading out. I think that's overpass drive that goes out towards uh, Epcot center drive. But now that, that it's kind of different this year, I mean, I'll do a little bit. Um, yeah. I'll just kind of do a little modified version of it. But I, I don't go nuts. But I just I got to get the legs a little bit warm. I got to wake them up a little bit. But uh, it, it, listen, I think I GPSed it one year. It was one point oh something miles it was. And so I, it was. Oh geez. Yeah, and I'll tell you. And I'll tell you. This first time I met John was we were both in the A corral for the half. And um, last year I went backwards. And you guys talked about that in the last episode. If you can go backwards, you just can't go forwards. If you know, if you're an A, you can go back to any crowd you want, and so on and so forth. But making that right hand turn and going back towards a later corral, it was rough, man, because it's a long, it's even a longer walk. So if they could shorten it up for the people that are in the the later corrals, I think that's definitely an advantage. Because I mean, you're putting so many miles in your body already. But uh, it, it's nice they changed up a little bit, maybe. Obviously, because of construction or feedback over the years, but they've done little changes here and there. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, be interesting. 
Do you guys have anything else to add to that one or? I just, well, I would, I, um, the night before and then the morning of, I, I roll, I roll my legs out with those hand rollers or like a, I have like a travel, it's, it's like a foam roller, but it's not foam. It's, but it's the same basic thing, but I just, I'll roll my legs like crazy the night before and the morning of, and then I use, um, at least for what helps me a lot is I have this like CBD cream and I just coat my thighs and my calves with that. And it just kind of keeps everything loose where I don't, I mean, obviously I'll stretch and everything, but I, I, find, I normally only use it for races and I find it's a big difference, at least in keeping my legs loose. But the, the like, yeah, so I would just invest in one of those hand rollers yeah, or a you, foam roller or whatever. Yeah, you could definitely, if you don't have one, you could buy them either on Amazon. You can, they sell them at the, uh, at the, uh, mm-hmm. at the, um, not, not the fair, expo, but the, the, the expo. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. My goodness. It's late tonight. The expo, <laughs> the fair. I wish it was more like a fair. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you something. I mean, my first half marathon weekend was 2013. And the expo was like triple the size. It was amazing. I mean, it could not fit. They had so many vendors. It's it's a shame. It's kind of a shell of what itself, what it used to be. But they still have everything. You know, a lot of things. If you forget some, they still have it, which is great. And they still have some really good vendors there as well. But I remember you couldn't even like walk in that place at one time. But um, so speaking of things, one other thing I want to say, you're kind of at the start line. You run your race. You finish it. You get your medal. Um, the last tip I want to kind of share with everybody, which I've done. And I don't know if you guys do this as well, is um, normally for races, like larger races, for example, like New York City, um, they always tell you don't check a bag in New York City because you have to go a certain way out of the park and it just takes a lot longer. However, I say run Disney races, they do a really good job with allowing you to check bags and make it really easy. Um, they have all these different U-Haul or uh, enterprise trucks there mm-hmm. and they give you like a tag and they tag it up for you. I usually bring is, you know, you're going to be sweaty, you're going to be disgusting. Uh, I usually bring an extra t-shirt. I bring a, a, a towel from the resort. Uh, I will bring uh, throw a banana in there as well. I'll bring a bottle of water. I throw kind of everything in this bag and tie it up. So when you get done with the race, there's nothing worse than sitting on a bus because what's going to happen is you're going to finish your race. You're going to get your medal. Um, if you get any kind of first stage treatment, if you need it, right in the finisher shoot, uh, you go through like all the, the post pictures. If you want to talk to any of your friends and family, even if you get on a bus right away, you're going to sit there for a while because they're going to fill up that bus as much as possible. So there's nothing worse than sitting in an air-conditioned bus soaking wet with your sweat. So bring an extra change of clothes. Bring a towel with you. Um, bring something to drink. And I said, don't rely on Disney for anything. Um, what are your guys? Do you guys do the same kind of thing? I mean, I, the best thing is feels good is to take off that, like, sweaty singlet and just put on, like, a dry T-shirt. What are you guys' thoughts about? Like, do you guys do anything similar to that? I think uh, those that are going to have spectators or significant others there, if they're okay holding the string bag that has that stuff in it, at least uh, when you get to the finish line, you have that immediately accessible. You don't have to worry about making it however many hundred feet or whatever to get to the bag check. For some reason, your bib doesn't like, you never know anything can happen. So if you have somebody that you're meeting at the finish line, if they're okay having a string bag full of stuff, at least you got it there immediately. And as far as the food goes, from what I remember, the box of food that we got at the finish line, it was pretty good. There were some pretzels. There was a bit, half a banana, an orange. Joe's and Anka. Okay, maybe oh, I am God. putting this way too high. Okay, so for the races that I've done, it was actually a pretty good spread. <laughs> what, what, what are they doing in Canada, dude? <laughs> yeah, filet mignon. Yeah. <laughs> 
I so I use the I I'll I'll check a bag typically. Because I don't recommend doing this, but I'll little secret. I'll bring my phone with me in the morning so I know where everyone is and I can text everybody. And then I put my phone in that bag. <laughs> and if my phone goes lost, I have insurance. But oh. I'll re- I'm willing to run that risk. Matt, I'm going to jump in here as well. There is no need to run with your magic band, by the way. There's no need. Correct. I've I know so many people run and they pop off <laughs> and they lose it. Throw your yep. magic band in your bag. Check the bag or have it with your family member. There's no need. Photo passion, not scanning anywhere. It just, you will lose your magic bit. It will pop off. You will lose it somewhere on the race course. It's just not worth it. So that's another thing. Just leave it in the bag. Go have it there when you get done. Yeah. For me, Joe, like you said, getting the sweaty clothes off, it's, I want my shoes off almost immediately. And I want my socks off. And I just want to put yeah, a bring, new bring pair of shoes yep. or flip flops on and just, so I'll grab my bag. Typically, what happens is I'll go get my bag because it's what's really nice about these races is you finish. It is so just like many things Disney does. It is so efficient from you finish, you get your medal for the marathon. You get your ears, you get your food. Next thing you know, you're holding 800 things. You get the banana, you get the water, the power, whatever it is. And then on the way to the exit are the U-Hauls that have your um, that have your bag and they just put it right on the back of your, uh, your bib. You walk up, grab it. And then my wife, I'll meet her. She'll, our thing is she'll always grab me a beer from the truck and we'll always meet at the spot. I get my beer, we get our photo. And um, for her, it can be a lot of stuff. So if your significant other can hold it, if they're just coming to the finish line, but if they're going to go from maybe the start line, the Magic Kingdom to somewhere else, it could be a lot of stuff to lug around. But it's perfectly safe, especially now that the start and finish are in the exact same spot. They're not actually moving it like they used to from maybe a Magic Kingdom start to an Epcot finish. So the likelihood of it getting lost or mixed up is next to zero. No, they, I would the, say. Yeah, the truck stays the same spot. So Yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually quicker to check something rather than family because the family can take a while to get from the finish line to where you are. I think it's almost quicker to do the the checked bag. I check a bag. I don't put much in it. I don't do a change of clothes. Um, I, I also don't do any different shoes because I feel like as soon as I take my shoes off, they're going to swell and get huge. So I sort of punish myself, try to keep my feet the same size for as long as possible, trying to recover until I get back to the, uh, the resort. I also, I don't change my shirt either. I just, I bring a towel and just dry off with that. I figure the more my shirt will get dried off, the better it'll be with the towel and with everything else. And then I don't have to put on a shirt that's going to get just sweaty again because I'm already sweaty. So it's one less item to bring, but I do bring the bag with a towel. And then because of what Matt said, you do get a lot of stuff with all the races just to dump all the extra stuff that I have into, into that bag. John, do you check a bag usually, or are you just kind of minimalist? No, I don't bring anything. I just, I'll sit in my sweat and just (laughs) whatever. I'm already probably miserable and wet. So what's another 50 Do you guys all run with your, do you all run with your phone or do you run with your watch or what do you guys? Matt, I do now because my iPod shuffle died and they don't make it anymore. (laughs) Like seriously, I used to never run my phone and I hate running with my phone, um, but I, the iPod Shuffle was the greatest thing ever for you know, runners, and they stopped making it, and you can't even find them on eBay because they don't work. I tried buying one. It was dead. It's it's frustrating. I might have one and the charger, and if I do, I'll bring it for you, and you can have it. It's a, it's a silver one. I think I actually do have it. Would, it dude, so. that was the best thing for ice. The little it. clip. It yeah, was it was great, clip. man. Yeah, it was it great. Was great. Yeah. Best thing for running. So Yeah, I do my phone just because it's easy to track people with it. I don't carry the... Um, 
the the tag is not a bad idea. Maybe one day I'll do that. But I used to have the watch that would have the music on it and it would link to my headphones. But then I would have problems where the headphones would sort of sync and unsync, sync and unsync. That's how you run how far you are away from it. There's been problems with the Garmin and stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, it just works a lot better with my phone. Um, also, I, I, we take pictures along the way. Like, my wife and I will take a picture at every mile marker. Um, we give our phones to the the cast members. So, um, I've just, one of us will always run with our phone. And we don't bring our magic bands like Joe was talking about, but we do bring a credit card because my wife always likes to get something, uh, usually before the race, and then we'll buy something afterwards. So with a credit card, it's easy to charge with it if you don't have your magic band on you. So I'll bring my phone because it has a case that holds one of my credit cards in the back. All right. So we've gotten through the race. We're through the finish of crowd. We've we've all got our clean clothes except John, which is fine. Um, that was just great. Um, but now I want to go to each of you guys, and we'll start with Kyle up in the upper left corner here. What is your favorite post race metal picture spot in any of the parks? What's, what's your favorite spot? Everybody usually goes to the castle. If that that's what it is, that's great. But what is your favorite post-race metal, metal picture spot? So I think I've done it wrong. <laughs> usually I will just get through the exit, find Shan, and we'll basically head straight to the monorail and then just hightail it back to Grand Floridian from there. Uh, the, no, but, but this could be like, this could be like hours later. Like, you know, you're in regular oh. clothes, you're in the parks later. You always see the picture of everybody like in the hub with all the medals on their arms and stuff in their front of the castle. It could be anywhere. What is your favorite spot of anywhere afterwards? It doesn't be right after the race, but just in general. Okay. So yeah, I guess last year, uh, the next day we were in magic kingdom. So right in front of the castle doing that, like biting the metal while they take the picture that, that is kind of the nice closure to that part of the weekend and then you can start going okay now we can you know enjoy park time and you know hobble around afterwards and enjoy that matt what's your favorite metal spot metal picture spot yeah so i'm mean, any of the icons i just i my first race i ever ran was at animal kingdom in 2012 or 2013 so my sister and i have a picture with the mickey jingle 5k so my my favorite's animal kingdom in front of the tree i just love that that photo pad. and it's usually not as crowded as the magic kingdom and the hub is insane the day of the mayor i mean you don't even have to bring your medal you, they just have the people just have medals set up in the hub that you can kind of just walk up and uh you know take the take the photos mine would be animal kingdom though john what about you uh really i'm trying to think if we even usually take pictures right at the end there in front of the the screen when you hold up the little paddle uh but as far as the parks oh i don't even know if we I did the metal thing last year at Magic Kingdom, and I don't know. Just I felt weird. <laughs> John's like, eh. that's the least surprising thing I've that ever. That sounds heard like about I, I, yeah. I say this with all due respect. That sounds like a, I want to say a real. That sounds like somebody's run a lot of races outside of Disney. Like yeah, like like I never wore when I did Dopey all my medals to clank it around. I never did. Yeah, that. I never did that. I, like, it drove me nuts. The, the thing that we do at home is all the races I run at home is I usually always take a picture with my kids so like they're not there for the that the, we don't bring them down for this so it's kind of we like me and sarah will take a picture because we, we usually go to epcot after so i don't know maybe somewhere in epcot and world showcase we usually take some sort of picture or she coaxes me into taking pictures after you know five or six drinks i'll kind of take a picture wherever so <laughs> those who haven't seen john's epcot. profile it's literally just all drinks around epcot it's amazing <laughs> 
Yeah, my Instagram is I only use it for drinking around the world at Epcot, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, girl, what about you, brother? Yeah, I don't usually bring so I only did Dopey once, but I, I took a picture with all my medals, but it was uh thanks to courtesy of Charles Mary taking it. So I took it on the yeah. um the lawn in front of mm-hmm. boardwalk, but I, I hate the clanking around with the medals. So I took my dopey medal with me to the parks. I didn't take any of the other medals, but I took a medal. I took a picture with that one in Epcot. So I think every year I usually take one picture with either the big, the longest race I did or the challenge medal from that year. I'll take a picture with that one um, somewhere in Epcot. Like when I do, I usually do the star Wars race every year. So I always took a picture with, the Millennium Falcon medal or whatever the challenge medal for that one that year was. I was took a picture with that one in Epcot well, in front the, of the ball. Well, if this was definitely a, a regular DDP episode, this would be the part where Mike would bring us in for picks <laughs> of the week. So I'm going to put this out there for all of our DDP family. Uh, if you guys run any of the races this uh, this coming weekend for the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, go ahead and post them in there. our Sorcerer's Running Group as well as our main DDP uh uh, family page uh, just show us like where your favorite spot is and kind of show off your accomplishment uh, it's a lot of work that goes into these races it's also a lot of time away from our families uh, while we're out there training and stuff so uh, kind of show us your favorite spots to take uh to take photos of mine or obviously i love taking photos of spaceship earth to me epcot is the epicenter for run disney and walt disney world everything seems to start and finish there and i always love my saratoga springs picture because i'm just a geek and i love saratoga springs so um but we're gonna kind of close out this episode we got we put it out to our ddp family um, both the sorcerers page and the main page uh, for any last minute questions. We got a couple that came in we, uh, last minute. The first one came in from Faith Richardson and Faith writes in, uh, what can aid in recovery slash days of, or weeks after running a marathon? She's saying food, rest or stretching. How long will recovery take? So Kyle, do you want to kind of tackle this one? Just talk about recovery. Sure. I'll try and keep it as straight and to the point as possible as well. So essentially after your race, it's going to be the last thing that you want to do, but keep moving. Your body's going to need time to flush the lactic acid and everything that builds up in your muscles. It's going to need time to help flush that out. And movement, unfortunately, is one of the only ways to do that. So keep moving. Walk as much as you can. Just, again, very low intensity, but just keep moving. Hydrate like crazy after the race. You're going to have lost a certain amount of fluids. And for every... I'm going to use liter. I'm not sure what the conversion is to gallons, but for every liter of liquid that you lose, (laughs) it's about a pound. So whatever that conversion is in gallons, however many gallons that is that you lose, it's a pound, like a pound. And so you need to be able to replenish that quickly and effectively so that your body can start that process of just flushing your body of everything that built up while you were running. Generally, take seven to to 10 days off running and then listen to your body from there. If you can get out for, you know, a little run here and there, cool. If it's a walk, if it's a bike, a rower, whatever it is, just keep moving. Now, the benefit that we have going in, if you're staying after and doing parks and that, you have no choice but to walk. So honestly, your days in the parks can be what's called like an active recovery which really does help just flush everything out. If you have a roller or a massage gun or something recovery to that aspect, use it when you get back to your hotel. When you get back, let's say you come to the meetup, use it that night, use it the next morning. The best thing you can do is just keep your muscles loose and malleable so that you have as little tension and as little um delayed onset of muscle soreness as you can get. 
when you do get back to running, just listen to your body. And that's, that's, that's really the most that you can do for yourself there. Kyle, I got a quick question. Uh, what's the, what's the, your stance on a nap prior to going out after the race? Are you a no napper since we're waking up at one thirty? I may just keep trucking because as soon as your head hits that pillow, it is game over. And if you do wake up, the last thing you're going to want to do is get dressed for like regular public wear and go out again. So if you can have breakfast, find a meal, get water and electrolytes and stuff. And you have, I mean, have your celebration drink, whether it's beer Caesar, whatever you want to do, but make sure you get that hydration in. And if you can keep pushing you'll hit a fifth, sixth, seventh wave, but they do come. So just keep pushing. Yeah. I made that mistake. Um, Kyle, my first marathon ever was the Walt Disney world marathon. And, um, was actually staying off property, orange Lake. Uh, my parents picked me up. We drove back to the hotel and I went, my mom's like, Oh, take a nap for like an hour or two. I was like, okay. You know? And I took a nap, dude, I was like a stiff as a, it was not good. So that was like, I learned my, I learned my, nobody ever told me that I learned my lesson. It was not a pleasant experience. So Matt, don't do that. That's the worst. No. And look, I took, I, I took a 45 minute nap last year and I didn't really stiffen up. I just, I showered, I got cleaned up and I just looked at that bed and I was like, the meetup is in an hour and a half. I got 45 minutes in me. I'm not going to do it this year because it affected me like four hours down the line. I was just like, I got to go back to bed. I'm like dying here, which I would have been better staying, um, you know, staying up. But I, I just wanted to ask because I think a lot of people think what I thought last year and Joe, like you did the one time, like just take a nap. It's got to be good for you. It's rest. You're off your feet, but it actually does the opposite, uh, the opposite thing. Anker, correct me if I'm wrong, but once you go through that much stress and then you lay down and you let your body relax like that, it actually needs a full amount of time to be able to start the recovery process, start the healing, get all the inflammation processes started. So if you basically start that and go, okay, nope, we have to go again. Your body's like, whoa, whoa, hey, um, you told me one thing and now I have to readjust and I'm not ready to. So when you do lay your head down, when you get back to your resort at the end of the night, that's when you can, again, just lights out, let your body start doing what it does, but just keep it moving during the day so that when you do get to nighttime and do get to bed, your body has as optimal a chance to start the healing process, but then you wake up the next morning feeling a little more limber. No, I agree 100%. I mean, you got to keep your muscles warm as soon as you let them cool they're going to stiffen up on you, which is okay if you're going to let them be like that for seven or eight hours because you don't have a choice. But if you let them cool down for 45 minutes or an hour and then try to use them again, it's just going to be murder and it's going to be torture for kind of an unnecessary reason. I mean, you know, you're going to have to do that process at some point, but you're better off doing it after seven or eight hours of rest as opposed to one hour of rest and then trying to do it again. So if you need to rest, I mean, I would say go into the pool, go into the sauna, try to keep your muscles warm. Um, You know, ice is good for inflammation, whatever, you know, like people like to go do ice baths and things like that. But they're usually sort of short term kind of things. And a very intense, cold process is different than just letting your muscles cool down on your own for an hour or two and then trying to use them again. So if you need to rest and relax, I would say the pool or the hot tub is the best way to relax for an hour or two and then keep your muscles moving. Just keep walking, keep moving, 
Um, you're just going to decrease the amount of inflammation over that, you know, the day so you can still function. And then it's going to suck the next day after eight hours, but that's just, that's the normal healing. So I, I agree hundred percent. I try to stay awake. I don't rest too much. And if I do, I just go into the hot tub. All right. So definitely some good advice there. Uh, we had two more questions come in. The second one came from uh, Ravi Bremer. He said advice on food slash eating before your race. Uh, he also asked hydration leading up to the race day. So who wants to take this one, guys, about food and eating and hydration? Maybe John knows the hydration after the race. John, what about hydration before the race? <laughs> I, I, well, because uh, where am I going? I'm going, I'm going to be in the parks before every, yeah, before all the races too. So I always bring like, um, it's not a Yeti cup, but it's that same type of thing. And I usually fill that with ice and I just keep refilling that all day walking around just water I, I drink so much water before the races and i i usually uh, yeah i i mean as i mean i mean you should be like four, drinking three four days now. five days before i mean you, not, yeah, you can't like do it I'm, you can't hydrate the night before it's gotta be five days no yeah, yeah and i'm just saying as you're walking around through the day just keep filling that back up and at least keeping yourself hydrated that day and then i mean i always usually drink just as last minute stuff, like I'll drink a bottle of water before every race. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, as of what are we, what day is today? So yeah, we're like a week or officially a week before uh, until start. So, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm already, I, I drink enough, a ton of water as it is, but it's just, you drink extra water or extra. Um, I usually get, um, I also have these little tablets that dissolve in water, uh, I don't even know what the, I don't know what the brand is, but it's got the electrolytes and all that mm -hmm. stuff in it. So I always I, I drink a, a couple of those uh, days oh, before like and noon, the day of noon or whatever I it think is. It, I think that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, we're not sponsored by them, but you know, it'd be nice to take. Yeah. So just yeah, anything to like whatever. I know like most of the um, resorts usually have Powerade or like a vitamin water. I usually get one of those the night before and leave that in the fridge. Drink that in the morning. It's just constantly. Drink water. And just yeah, drink. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Anker. Oh, I say drink water, but make sure you get some electrolytes. You don't want to alter yourself too much. So drink a lot of water, but drink other things. Eat the way you normally would. I don't know what you guys do before. I, I'm a bagel guy, kind of like Joe said he was. I do a bagel and cream cheese before the race. Make sure you try whatever you're going to do beforehand. So eat before and then try. Go on a you know five, six, seven mile run just to make sure your stomach will tolerate it. Um, I know. Justin has a sensitive stomach, Matt a little bit too. So you gotta, you gotta experiment a little bit. Um, but yeah, keep hydrated. I don't drink any alcohol for about a week before any major race. So I try to stay away from like tonight's going to be my last beer. And then I'm going to probably stay away from any kind of, uh, alcohol for the next seven days just to force myself to stay hydrated. Yeah. Kyle's yeah, shown us beer cans. It's like, dude, you're Canadian, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's yeah. I'm practicing for the after, yeah. the right. after show. <laughs> I'm a heavy sweater. Like I, I sweat a lot of salt. So I just try to up my sodium starting now, really just leading up to it. But I also just a little tip here. Um, I'll always do a whole foods order through Amazon and they will ship it to your hotel uh, on Disney property as well. So I make sure I'm eating the same types of bagels and I'm eating the same types of Smart. food before the race, which is really important for someone with a bad stomach like me that, you could give me a different bagel and my stomach could be like, nice try, 
And then, you know, I'm using four porta potties instead of one uh, during the course of the race, which I would like to avoid. So, uh, but I, I'll bring my hydration, but they always typically have uh, that too. So you just kind of know your body and, and know what you need beforehand. Like if I drank as much water as John did, I would use the bathroom 300 times a day and pee 300 times a day. I just would. So, but it's also good that John's doing it because at the time of recording, it is now was a Thursday night we're recording guys. Right. So a week before yeah, yeah. the marathon, we get right now in Walt Disney world, it's 58 degrees, beautiful night out. If you're out in the parks, whatever, beautiful night, nice, crisp and cool. It's 97% humidity right now. So <sighs> it, it may be like beautiful out and you're, mm-hmm. you guys are all coming from like Northern. Most people are coming from Northern climates. It's humid out still. It may be 58 degrees, but it's, it's humid. It's 97% humidity. So you need to keep wow. yourself hydrating. So right now the, uh, it's 97% humidity right now here in central Florida. So make sure you guys keep hydrating because may feel great, but your body's still kind of working and doing its thing. So, um, yeah, you definitely want to stay hydrated. Plenty of bathrooms in Disney world, right? So if you got to pee every 10 minutes, Hey, you know, it's going to mean your body's working. It's doing what it's supposed to be doing. So, uh, last question comes from our, our very own Justin who asked how much is too much training the last week leading up to marathon weekend. And I would say this is kind of part of your, you know, the last week is like the last part of your training schedule. So whichever one of you guys want to kind of close this out, uh, how much is too much training, uh, kind of like leading up to a marathon weekend. So I usually say the last week leading in the haze in the barn, all the work that you can do, it's been done all the gains you can make. It's been made. You're literally just coasting into race week, feeling as good as you possibly can, recovering as much as you possibly can. So if you can get two shorter, easy runs and maybe a medium length run in, that's about the maximum that you'd want to do leading up to the actual race day. So let's say uh, for those doing the 5K on Thursday, if you run Monday or sorry, if you run Sunday, Tuesday, and then your race is Thursday, you're good. Friday, if you run Monday, Wednesday, and then Friday's race, you're good. Saturday, so just two days. Some people can run the day before just to loosen and limber up a little bit. Other people, again, they, they're hesitant because they don't want to chance it. Whatever you feel comfortable doing, listen to your body in that regard. But generally two, maybe three, depending on the distance that you're running, would be the max that, that generally is recommended and keep them easy. Do you use the time in the park as a replacement for running or add on. So my, like, let's say you're going to, you know, you're going to be on the walk eight to 10 miles in the park that day. Do you think that's enough to, I know it's not the same instead of adding on a three mile run while you're down there, or do you think there's still a benefit maybe the Wednesday before to, to run three miles, two or three miles down there easy? Now, if you're doing eight to 10 miles in the park, that's still time on your feet. That's still, pressure that's still you know energy and and sweat that you're exerting so i would say again eight to ten miles if you turn that into like running terms that's about a three mile decent run if you're thinking about time and energy so yeah yeah if it's time on your feet it definitely counts so if you are doing parks if you're a maniac like john and (laughs) you do parks then you race then parks in the race uh those parks definitely count towards time on your feet the energy that you're using See, my my body's used to like walking 10 to 13 miles a day anyway so like i go to disney and i don't even walk i don't even walk as much as i walk at work so it's i don't know i'm on vacation with that yeah 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 why walk around disney it's vacation yeah i'm not tired after walking around disney like yeah 
All right, guys. Well, for those of us plebeians, yeah, oh. in the walking world, you could just become a mail carrier. It's a lot of fun. Well, we appreciate what you do, John. So, <laughs> but I'll tell you, it was a world of a difference from last week. I only worked two days this week. It was like everything just disappeared. There's, there's <laughs> piles and piles of packages to nothing. The Santa did your work for you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well. First of all, guys, on behalf of the the DDP guys, you know, I want to thank you guys for all of the work you guys put in for this running team and this group and the podcast and and all of the tips and the posts in our Facebook group and, and on our uh, our WhatsApp chat. I mean, you guys have put a lot of amazing information out there. I know my phone's been beeping constantly with people asking questions, you guys answering and talking about maps and, and tips and tricks. And uh, I know as I was a new runner at one time, asking questions to people that, you know, in random Facebook groups about things and learning. And I know you guys have helped out a lot of our TDP family. So th- on behalf of the crew, thank you guys for all that you do with our, our running team. I'm definitely proud of it. I can't wait to see you guys next weekend down at a marathon weekend. Um, so thank you guys for, for me to you. Uh, so just some final closing words for our DP, DDP family before we head down for the 2024 Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. Kyle, I'll start with you. We'll go to Matt, Anker, and then finish out with John. What are your last words, guys, before we head down for marathon weekend? Don't try anything new and enjoy the ride. It is so good. Matt. That's all I got. Um, I'm just, I'm, we've come a long way from helping Justin get registered going into the Polynesian in April and trying to get everyone registered like we did. And I can't believe it's here. I feel like last year was just here, but I'm just beyond excited to see all of you and to the spouses and just to hang out. So uh, that's the best part to me. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have one of the, probably the biggest groups down there. I can think of only two, maybe podcast slash groups that are gonna be bigger than ours so it'll be a good time just uh enjoy the race if you're a first-time runner which i don't think we have too many in our group but if you're a first-time runner it's going to be nerve-wracking it's going to be a lot just remember we were all there at one point and just find somebody to hang out with beforehand and you'll have a good time promise yeah i'm just i yeah like like kyle had said before about the um enjoy every you know we're not you're not nothing you're not qualifying or trying to you know win uh the race or just enjoy all that and uh yeah i'm looking forward to seeing everybody and i'm a little jealous of any first time run disney people because it is especially if you're running like the half or the full that 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 little turn onto main street's pretty pretty great so it goes fast doesn't it john it does you you run down main street and you're like this is the shortest street ever but when you're there on a normal park day you're like nah man i just want to get to tomorrowland it's taking forever it goes so fast yeah main street's very fast the world showcases that's the longest like mile of the whole race too i want one more thing before we sign up one more thing is that what's everybody's favorite part of the i'll at least go with the half marathon course right it could be anything what is your favorite part of the course one last everybody go around real quick. What's your favorite part? Is it Main Street? Is it the finisher shoot? Is it the starting line? What is your favorite part? I, I gotta know. So I used to love having to pick left or right going to the finish line, which they changed. So that's not that anymore. I always used to go outside left. That was the only way to go. You gotta go outside. Yep, but yep, yep. I I really don't think there's anything better than it used to be running right under spaceship earth when they used to have that route, but running down main street, it's just the energy that you need at mile 10 to 13. There is nothing better than that. 
in my opinion, uh, in the half and full. For me, it was boardwalk. As soon as you turn right onto the boardwalk, literally there's people on either side. It's, it's very, very loud with people cheering and it just lifts your spirit to the point where you kind of feel like eight pounds is lifted off of your feet and you just feel your pep and your step come back. And it's honestly one of the best feelings I've ever felt doing a race. Yeah, I agree. It's for me, it's, it's the wall, it's the part going from Hollywood studios towards uh, Epcot and then coming onto the boardwalk because it starts to get light. Then you can see everything around you. You can see the people around you, you know, you're getting close and hearing those people just gives you that push. You need to finish off world showcase. So I, I've always loved the boardwalk and I'm kind of sad that the half marathon is not doing it this year. That is by far the favorite part of, for me other than I, I guess ran through galaxy's edge. The one time I had got to that for star Wars races was very cool. But other than that, it's boardwalk hands down. And John. Um, yeah, I, I mean, main street is, I, I do like main street because I didn't, wasn't expecting, I didn't know there was going to be people there or the amount of people there the first time I did it. And then I, I, I also enjoy, you can see the carousel spinning through the castle as you're running down. But I think my absolute favorite is at the finish, right before you come out of backstage into Epcot, is that gospel choir. Yeah, I did not expect that at all. And the first, like, it, it was just they were just singing like crazy, and and you make that turn to get to the finish line. But that was just like a slap you right in the face moment that I, I didn't expect at all. Okay, you, I, okay, you choked up a little bit, Matt. What do you got? Uh, no Blizzard Beach. I, I didn't hear anyone say Blizzard Beach <laughs> no, parking no. lot, which is okay. I just wanted to, wanted to check. I will say this. Uh, my yeah. favorite part is, and you, you if it's any first-time runners out there for at least a half in the full, uh, from like mile, essentially from the start to probably about mile four is the TTC. And uh, you won't really see anybody out there. You'll be counting monorails as they go by. But when you hit the TTC and you kind of come around that right little right right-hander and my friend Florence is always there Florence and Eileen they're always there shout out to Florence and Eileen I know that they listen to the show um you I the first time I ran through there I was at like a seven minute pace I was so jazzed I was like oh my god I gotta slow down like I just picked up my pace because I was so excited to see people so for that to me that was just like the first time you see you know spectators you might want to chill and slow it down a little bit. So I mean, I won't be doing a seven minute pace this year going through there, but that was my favorite part. We finally first start to see people like up close. It was just super exciting. So uh, anybody else have anything else they want to add before we close it out? All right, guys. So I had a great time talking tonight. I'm glad. Look, you guys got me through my last 10 mile run. Like I said, in the beginning of the show, I thank you guys for that. I was kind of running along listening and you guys were kind of describing the course. I was like, oh my God, I remember this. I remember doing that. And actually I was really gonna, was excited to uh, to host tonight because uh, I got to kind of throw my two cents in and share my experiences with you guys and with our DDP listeners. So I thank you guys for allowing me to be on your guys' show here and to share uh, my experiences. And I really look forward to seeing it right down in Walt Disney world uh, next weekend for the 2024 walt disney world marathon weekend so on behalf of all the guys here at all of our ddp family today have a magical night guys and we'll see you guys down in central florida have a good night guys on behalf of the disney dads we want to say thank you we hope you find a little magic in your life every day spread some disney love and keep moving forward Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen, 
and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the wonder take... This has been YDF Media Productions.